This is Incisive Decisive. Incisive Decisive. Incisive Decisive. Dentistry, Ethics, Philosophy. Hello and welcome to a Incisive Decisive special. It's a, a, a special, you an, say? An amazing special on um, the GDC's new Moving Upstream document. If you're not a dentist, why would you ever be listening to this? Uh, well, and if th- you, not this one. If you were a dentist who listened to this, um, <laughs> if you weren't a dentist who listened to this, it would be disastrous. But yeah. if you are a dentist, you need to know about this. It's, um, it's important, actually. This is probably the most important episode we'll do oh, certainly up to now i would wow. say okay um simply because the gdc have released a flashy new document called moving upstream and they released that uh, at the time of recording it was last week so that was it's dated january 2019 yeah it was the end of january the conference was, wasn't yeah. it yeah half day conference yes morning yeah which um, i thought i had the agenda for that I, did yeah, you? I saw the agenda yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a bit if you can get it over and done in half a day. Well, it was, what was interesting about that agenda was that it was beautifully and magnificently time limited. So I yeah. think that I think that um, uh, Dr. William Moyes, um, uh, I think he did the introduction. He did. He did a speech at the start. Yeah. Fourteen minutes. Oh, really? Fourteen. Okay. Not fifteen. <laughs> not so. It was. Oh, it was the time. It was on the agenda. Nine, was fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes. Oh, that's on the agenda. Yeah, and Ian Brack closed at the end, and I think his was twelve minutes. Yeah. So, and so. That's quite specific. That is very specific, yeah. and um, it wasn't very well publicised. I don't think. No, I, I didn't. I, I I was I was sent the uh, agenda by a non-disclosed source. I was. I so say I have um, a, a one or two inside lines into the various workings of the GDC, which obviously I'm not at liberty to disclose as a um, as a serious journalist. Um, <laughs> Is it now published? This is like, uh, this uh, is like see, we are, this is like Watergate. It's, it's, well, I don't know about that. Um, but better than the Trump thing that's going on. <laughs> um, and uh, neither of uh, the uh, two inside lines that I've got into the GDC really knew that it was going ahead. Oh, right, okay. So I think that's that's quite interesting. Yeah. Well, that, s- that's what I felt when I I didn't do anything about the fact that I, I got I got a circulation of a copy of the agenda. Um, and there had been people strategically invited, I think, to the to the to the event. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, what I thought of was it's, it's not really a consultation, is it? Because you can't. You no, know, you, maybe you consult afterwards with the document now. But the actual, I'm not sure what the. What, it, I'm not. I'm not sure what the what the prerequisite was to get an invite into that. Um, as far as I know. Um, a lot of representatives of the various defence organisations were there. Um, I know that Simon Thackeray got an invite, oh, but he? I don't know that he went. Right, okay. um, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. So if anybody thought it was him that sent me, it wasn't. No, no, yeah, he um, he got an invite. Well, that, that's, he's an expert, GDC expert, though. Well, he's yes, he is. He is. Yes, yes. So that might, yes, I swear, and he's got he's got expertise in experts. Yes, he has. Which is yes. uh, a bit of his 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 uh, thesis was thesis on was on expert, expert bias. bias it was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there is an interview actually at some point with Simon Thackeray, yes, which we already have in the can. It's, it's very good. I've listened to it. Um, mm. That will be out 
not for a while because we've got um, as a little incisive decisive update we've got uh, the Colin Burns interview to yes. go out fairly yes. soon Colin Twists Colin Tons Colin 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 Bond very good um, and then um, what I will try and do because uh, dear listener I'm currently as if you could see where we were now in a dishevelled hovel of a, a house <laughs> where we are packing up to move lot of stock and barrel um but we've got um, a episode on prefix to come out, which is the idea of balancing profit, profit and ethics. Um, and after that, I'll probably pop Simon's interview. Yeah. Out. Okay. So it's in the, in the post. Subscribe, so subscribe and keep in touch. Yeah. Like and subscribe, as they say on ah, YouTube. Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. And don't do that. No. Right. So moving upstream, um, it's a, it's a quite a flashy document. Um, it's available um, on the GDC website. I yeah, will add a link to the yeah, show that, You need to do that because the GDC website, if you went on it for the uninitiated, it looks like it only has three pages. Yes. And actually, everything yeah, is impossible to find on the GDC website. It is the most difficult to navigate website in the history of compliance yeah. websites. Um, so I've read this um, I've read this document a few times, and there's a, a number of things to, to really point out. Firstly, they say it's going to be the first edition of an annual publication. So this time next year, we're going to be doing exactly the same thing, mm. probably. Um, and as I've read this document, I think the one thing that um, really stands out to me with moving upstream is that I still have no idea what moving upstream means yeah. at all. They've got a diff- definition of what they say that moving upstream is, uh, and here it is. Oh, and Colin, on. you can tell me. You can tell me what this is. <clears throat> Promoting professionalism, putting a stronger emphasis on patient protection, learning within the system, engaging more effectively with registrants and future registrants, and developing alternative approaches to continuing professional development. What the fuck does that mean? I, it, I don't know. I, mean, I, 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 I envisaged that moving upstream meant. Moving complaints from a terminal hearing back down to local resolution. When we come to the bit later on about um, complaints resolution and what they're doing to fitness to practice, there's a loss on that. But yeah, uh, the, so what they, they what they mean surely that and what, so that's double speak, isn't mm, it? Well, it's it's real, yeah, it's, it's management speak to to the right. nth degree. And so what they're what they it's double speak for making dentistry better in their eyes. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah. Because they're talking about future registrants. So future registrants presumably being fetuses <laughs> who may have right, may have a dental degree in twenty years. In the past five or so years, what, what we seem to have seen with anything that's been published from the GDC is an increasing amount of vagueness in the language. Yes, yeah, very much. So. And this is very uh, typical of that. Um but as you read through uh and I'm skipping ahead a bit now, as you read through this, I think um, the overall um, outlook of this document is quite good. Mm-hmm. However, there are a number of points. But because the overall um, view of this document is is good, and some of the ideas are in it are quite good, we should be praising the good ideas yeah. while, while criticising the, the not-so-good ideas. Absolutely agree. Um, and I think, um, I'm oddly enough, given everything... I'm quite a supporter of the GDC in some ways, in that I think we need a GDC. But I also think that the GDC holds a duty to us as professionals to be a fair and reasonable regulator. As much as we owe to our patients to be 
yeah. your dentist. And the GDC has a duty to the patients as well to be a fair and reasonable regulator. Yeah. And at the moment, I don't think they are. I think, so both of us would have, feel that we have reasonable grounds to be, to have some animosity towards the organisation. Mm. Um, but we must, I suppose, I exactly share your view. I think healthcare regulation is essential. Mm. I think robust healthcare regulation is essential. I think regulation which is run by the profession for the profession is essential mm. because there has to be an understanding within the organization of the challenges of being within the profession. Huh. Um, I, I want the bad guys in dentistry executed um, because they're ruining the profession for any of my children who might do this and any of any other people's children who might do it. Um, they're setting a bad example and there's some terrible things being done and they have to be held to task. But the way to do that uh, is not what the Americans did in the 1960s in South Vietnam. It's not to just open a payload door of napalm and just drop it on everybody because that all that will do is create dissidents. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and that, that I think, is what the tactic that, that was applied. Basically. Absolutely. And I think that, as we've touched before on um, the whole idea of rights touch regulation, mm -hmm. went out the window. But it... it would appear in the document they're trying or they're saying that they're trying to bring that back in. Yeah. So what we're going to do is go through um, at least some of moving upstream. Um, Colin hasn't read it. I've read it a few times. Um, we'll give our hot take on moving upstream. So the start of moving upstream has has um, uh, forward by uh, Dr. Moyes. Um, and they're the they've initially lay out what they're going to try and do in the next uh, few years from 2020, I think it is to 2023. Mm -hmm. um, so moving upstream, mm -hmm. which we don't know what it is course, still, yeah. um, is their main one. Then they're looking at first tier complaints resolution. Right. So they're going to try and improve patient feedback um, and stop uh, as many cases going through to fitness to practice. Right. I think we can get behind that. Yeah. And and I think um, we have suggested and other people have suggested ways to do that yes. in the in the past. And we know local resolution for us, we think is the way forward. Yes. Refocusing fitness to practice, being clear about the serious nature of impaired fitness to practice and acting to ensure that anything short of that is dealt use uh, dealt with using alternative tools with the right touch and providing support to patients to find the best mechanism for resolving their issue. Wow. That is. And that is, that's like a U-turn. That is groundbreaking. This yeah. is, this is Bill Moyes that's saying this. And that is, that is. This is written in black and white. So that is, this is, the, so this is the Truth and Reconciliation Commission because had you been through a fitness to practice hearing <laughs> for something which shouldn't have been a fitness to practice hearing, that's not going to make you feel a lot better and you're going to have to just swallow it and say, let's make, let's go to a better a better destination from here, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, he again goes on to talk about um, how CPD is changing and that kind of thing, and how they have um, a research and evidence um, sector now in the GDC to see how their changes affect the GDC, how their changes affect the profession. Yes, that's very interesting, and perhaps we can just break a little bit on that mm. because I did read the material based on that and what was produced by the European mm, yeah. group on on research, um, and it's that's all well and good. It depends on where you focus your attention in that regard, doesn't it? But the um, the, the 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 difficulty with this is that is that 
there are certain KPIs in terms of research, certain measurements that the GDC need to be doing to show improvement and show re-engagement yeah. with the profession. Yeah. They're not willing to publish that, it seems at the moment. So 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 I think I think any organization like this who was open and transparent would be happy to share. Yeah, and I'm going to a bit later on. There's there's some fuzziness in their data that is is really interesting. Yeah, because they because they did um, questionnaire the profession last year, and yeah, we're still yeah. waiting for the results of that. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know they're they're opening various um, consultations at the moment today, as of recording. They've opened their specialist consultation. Oh right, which you probably should know about being probably a, should, yeah. on a specialist list. I'll have an email about that, I would think. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm sure it'll be in the update. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the GDC update, which is so long now. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember me? in the GDC Gazette you used to get that you just uh-huh. or no one used to read apart from uh-huh. the back pages to yeah. see because they off. could who was struck off because they could list it in the Gazette. Yeah. yeah. Um, according to uh, Dr. Moyes, uh, and this is in the last paragraph of his little speech. Oh, sorry, the little um, intro. Yeah, intro of his thing. There is widespread support for our program of change. For, oh, is there? Apparently, what in his office? <laughs> He's gone to, from tea to coffee. Uh, do you know what? It'd be interesting if he that that's not that's not true. Well, it it it, it depends on the frame of reference, doesn't it? Yes. So, so that yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there is widespread support for, for for his change in his house. Um, but if he's talking, he 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 can't. He's not speaking for the profession in any way, and he's probably not speaking for a great majority There's- of patients because they don't care. Uh, patients don't understand. Uh-huh. That's the, they don't know what it what happens when uh, they report a dentist to. No, to, to no, they don't, and they should be aware of no. that. It, but they do touch on that. Um, I think there is widespread support for change. Yes, definitely. That yes. that is. I Just think, re- re- read his wording again, though. That he's saying <clears> this. The, this so the last the last paragraph is. Um, Nevertheless, despite all the challenges, we remain wholly optimistic about the future. There is widespread support for our program of change, and we intend to work collaboratively with partners and the profession to make moving dental regulation upstream a reality. Right, okay. Okay. I don't, I'll risk coming across as a cynic. Any any movement in the right direction is is a movement in the right direction. absolutely. And, right, so... Um, following on from that, they say this is really important because they say this a few times in the document. That means it's really important. It is yeah. really important, right? Yeah. And it's worded exactly the same. Yeah. You'll hear it again after this then. Yeah. yeah. Our aim ultimately is that no professional who understands their obligations and takes them seriously should have anything to fear from regulation. All oh, right. Well, that's a good aim. Good. That's a good aim. Yeah. yeah I think we should you know they've got that written down in black and white. Mm-hmm. That's good. So their their first and foremost idea for moving upstream um, is to promote professionalism. Yes, um, we've got a professionalism episode coming out at some Hurry up, point. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they say that it's a good idea, and what they want to do is to develop a culture of professionalism in which dental professionals feel confident to do the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. Now, the first time I read that, I thought. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's okay. But I read it again, and and the it sounds great, but the problem is doing the right thing means different things to different people. It's, it's relative. Yeah. yeah, it is completely subjective. And the problem you've got is that's why people are in fitness to practice cases. The right thing for my family is to have <laughs> yeah. a Porsche Cayenne right now. <laughs> that's the problem with yeah. vague language. 
Yes. And so that the problem is that 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 it's it's the same as being hung for not having enough information on an implant consultation when there is no minimum standard for an implant consultation. Yeah, exactly. So where I understand that we cannot be specific and the law cannot be specific about every single no. circumstance. And we shouldn't because we do need a little bit of grey area, a little bit right. of wiggle room. So but the, but there is definitely a law that says you're not allowed to kill someone. Mm. So the law, it would be very easy if the law said, do the right thing at the right time. And that was the only law we had. Mm. That'd be really yes. easy, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Well, it would be really until, easy for the lawyers. Yeah, for, right, exactly, until yeah. you went like that, oh, I've killed someone, but it was at the wrong One time. time. <laughs> or, and so I, I appreciate, this is, the standards are all the same. It's just so vague that it's we don't vague. know what it means. And then, in the eyes of the GDC, it's easy because you just test that. You now test it at a hearing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's okay for you. But what happens to us is that we get damaged when that happens. And we have our own self-justification mechanisms as yes. well. So if we are, we can justify everything we do pretty much, unless we are really not very well people. Yeah. Yeah, we can justify everything we do. To ourselves, at least. Yeah. We might not be able to justify it to the GDC, though. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not us who are, are judging us. We do need guidance on what is the right thing at the right time. Exactly. I think that's right. And so while I applaud the fact that what they're in effect saying, or what I believe they're saying, is that if you're doing the right thing and trying to be a good practitioner, there's nothing for you to worry about. I'd also quite like you to define what nothing to worry about means. Yeah. yeah yes. Right? Yeah. Because, because to go through even the early stages of an FTP uh, investigation is something to worry about. That is about. very worrisome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It damages people. Yeah. It chases people out of the profession. It demotivates people. It promotes defensive dentistry. Okay. So moving on from that, uh, they talk uh, a little bit about CPD, how the public expects healthcare professionals to keep their skills and knowledge up to date. I think that's um, that's fine. That's yeah, okay. I, I would expect to, to keep my own knowledge up to date as well. Yeah. Um, they are um, setting up a, a new uh, open consultation with their CPD advisory group. Mm-hmm. So CPD has changed. CPD will continue to change. Yeah, I think I think one of the things about CPD is that there's no question that you're going to have to be an accredited provider of CPD, right? Yeah. I think I think, And that most other countries in the world are that. And, and I think that's right and proper. I think you have to be able to... Um, to, to show quality assurance in, in, in CPD. Yeah, uh, gone are the days when uh, we should be just filling in questionnaires. Yeah, just yeah. To, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Remember when we didn't have to do that? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, okay. but, I mean, it's, 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 it's too easy to, to, for anybody to do. And, you know, and, and I, I guess that will probably extend to, might that extend to whether you're allowed to post cases on social media? I... Yeah, I think there there needs to be better guidelines on social media. Yeah. Although the current guidelines from the GDC on social media do appear onerous, I would probably say they don't go far, far enough. enough. Yeah. Because your patient has to know that as soon as your uh, pictures of your teeth or whatever are uploaded to social media, they're on there forever. They're they're on there forever, and they could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear of uh, people stealing cases to present as their own mm-hmm. the consent that i've seen so far from from people has been yeah pretty pretty poor mm-hmm. um and although it seems like a fairly small thing and if it's just an x-ray of a, a lower molar ender or something like that then in the grand scheme of thing it's relatively minor but it's still an issue that has to be addressed well if you're going to treat us like medical professionals 
then allow us to be like medical professionals. I, I, this is the one rule for one, one rule for the other. You can't tell us that we're commercial providers and our patients have to be customers and then hit us with the onerous nature of of um, of consent for images going online like you would have if you were a cardiac surgeon or, yeah. or, or a pathologist. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it has to be clear that. Again, it's getting that right. Right level, isn't it? Yeah, it is. and and also, you know, in the defence of the GDC, and we should defend them on this. There's no question that lots of our colleagues have just kicked the arse out of social media in a way oh, that's horrendous, and flouted those regulations and rules. And it's a very difficult place to police for anybody, any government, anyway. Oh, and at the moment, it's it's a hot topic at the moment in, in with the government. But we um, should, uh, I think, we've alluded to this in another episode as well, the social media episode, yeah, yeah. probably, where we where we talked about a, a case where where. A, a colleague that we know um, had a GDC case against him. Or he had a complaint and he asked for freedom of information. Actually, the complainant had provided three years of screenshots yeah. of, his, of his social media activity. Yeah. And so people need to be aware of that, you know? So my, my um, if anyone's read the blog that goes along with the social media episode, my solution to that is to allow screenshotting left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. Because then you don't say something that isn't going to get caught up. Yeah, you, should, you have to be responsible for what you say. There was there's a number of cases that have been up against uh, a GT fitness practice panel where people have been uh, caught saying things on social media, whether that be Facebook, whether that be uh, GDP UK, as big case. Um, and for me, it's really simple. If you wouldn't stand up and say that in front of two thousand people at the BDA conference. Don't say it on social yeah, that, media. That's the, and it's, it goes back to this. If you, you know, if you should, what you do in private should be the same as what you do in public. Yeah. And, and you should, um, you know, that, that's the test, isn't it? It's what you do when people aren't looking. Mm-hmm. Um, or you think people aren't looking. And that's professionalism. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I, actually, the, and that's the responsibility. The, the trick we used to do with the, when I used to teach on the VTs, and I'm teaching them again this year, and I'm delighted <laughs> about that. Back, back into VT teaching. But um, I used to talk to them about what professionalism is, and I used to tell the story about um, Henrik Larsson, who was a professional footballer, played for Celtic and played for Sweden and was brilliant. And and what I'd say was when he got into the World Cup, he, he didn't, Larsson didn't, he didn't drink, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, he stayed in, everybody else was running around having a party, all the fans were doing this, all the fans were doing that. Professionalism is a privilege that comes with responsibility. If you don't want to be a professional, that's okay. But if you do, you have to take both sides of the coin yeah. that come with it. Yes, yes. You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't. Can you? No, you, you have to take the responsibilities that come with it. And part of that is representing the group as a whole. Mm. Mm. And, and 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 that the GDC are they're right to try to police that, but that's an area that needs to be more robustly policed. I think I think uh, I've had this conversation with some of our, our nurses. Um and just in the last week, actually, I think one of the things that that should be done before entering dental school is everyone who applies through UCAS to dental school should be given a set of standards, uh-huh. of the, the GDC standards. Yeah. So you read that, yeah. there'll be a quiz at the end. Uh-huh. And if you still want to apply for dentistry, go for it. Yeah, but that, if, you, if you can't live up to those standards, you, you need to think again. Think, do something else. Yeah, and of course we know, and we've talked about this, that the cases, the... The, the the regulatory cases both medically and dentally against undergraduates now yeah and there are cases where um people people in the professions who are training to be in the professions have been hauled up to task for things that they've written on social media mm-hmm. which yes. are deemed to be unprofessional yeah. and been sent to the regulator for that so, so uh people need to be aware of that that yeah. is a that's oh, a real risk yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, going back, going back to CPD, um, one of the um, one of the registrants, council member registrants, um, has suggested that they've got little little breakout boxes in, in moving upstream. Yes, with little little bits. They had they had the, the agenda. I saw the agenda. They had, oh really? Okay, it was like yeah. it was like one of those exams where you move around the tables. Like uh, speed examining. Like yeah, speed what do they ex- call them? MM? Uh, Oski okay. type thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They change mnemonic twice a year. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that it was it looked like that. There was almost breakout sessions. Oh, right. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. But um, suggestion on how to make good reflections yeah. on their CPD. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this personally before, but not on maybe a little bit um, on the uh, video or two that we've done. But on reflecting on cpd works yes but people think that reflecting on cpd is some kind of hippie new age bullshit so my idea is just reframe that as a course correction. yes yes course correction it's yes yes it allows you to reframe the direction that you're traveling in yeah absolutely. And, it, and it means that you have to be open to an account you have to be open and allowed to be held to account for the work that you provide um, and you have to be able to say you know, in collaborating with your colleagues. And I think collaboration with colleagues on cases and things is just critical. So if you, you say, like, you know, I've done this case or, I'm, or you know, you and I work together yeah. using our skill sets mm-hmm. or, or, or here we are at this meeting of dentists, I've done this case, guys, what do you think this looks like? And I, and I know that people wanted Facebook to be the case where you could do that from a remote place, but it's not. It doesn't work so well. It, it doesn't, and I take your point from our social media episode, it does in the right group. Yeah, the yeah. The difficulty with it is um, is filtering the group. Completely. And so that I'm going to say that the online discussion forums that we have in the academy, um, that yeah. you've yeah, used yeah, some yeah, of the Slack yeah. groups, right? It's, uh, it's, oh, it's fantastic. And it is because it's like-minded individuals who are talking about cases and and. You know, were, I, were that to be requisitioned by the GDC, that, right, if they ever could do something like that, mm. um, I'd be quite happy for them to see that because the interaction and exchange in that is absolutely fascinating, right? I don't think they should because I think that would close the yes. discussion down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see what I mean? The discussion in those groups is honest, ethical. It's people genuinely asking for assistance or help or guidance on what they're doing or asking yeah, for yeah. feedback on the cases that they've provided. Mm. And I mean, the implant groups are, are astonishing, right? And and, uh, and and that does work. And and so we need to promote this openness and, and, and reflection there has, there and course correction. There has to be openness, but with openness, there needs to be that uh, loss of the, the fear of retaliation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Moving on from CPD. Then. Moving upstream from CPD. Moving, <laughs> no, moving backwards, actually, because they go to education next. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Isn't that the same as CPD? No, 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 sorry. Uh, undergraduate education. Oh, right, okay. Is, is there still such a thing? Uh, they have identified potentially significant fault lines in dental education. Interesting, interesting. I, I, just, I didn't know this, that's interesting. Particularly in relation to how poorer performing students are identified and supported and the management of their transition into foundation training. Mm. This is interesting because I, um, one of my many contacts that I've picked up over the years and, and doing this um, used to be a clinical demonstrator at one of the large dental hospitals. And he said... He or she said, I was going to say, (laughs) he or she might live down the road. (laughs) Um, Said that the reason they stopped doing that is because um, they brought a significant number of concerns to the the deans, the vice deans of the university. I know that story. Nothing was done by it. Why do you think that is? Because it's too 
they'd invested too much money and yeah. that each student was worth too much to the to the university not even that i think the legal challenge of, of doing oh that. yes so yeah, if you yeah. if you and and worse still you know worse nine thousand a year is hellish enough but were you to be an overseas student um, oh, paying whatever you're say, paying and then you get to the end of fourth year and someone says no you're not good enough and then they would say well why didn't you tell us that beforehand when we discuss with the vts at the moment now and, and and that's something I'll be doing in June again, and, and I, I'll be returning in some ways back to my previous format because uh, I get a full morning with one group and then a full afternoon with the other group, and and I'm going to say to them, you know, how much have you done? And I used to play that game with dentures yeah. and say, well, yeah. I'd say, you know, because because all even back in 1990, seven, eight, nine, um, when I started my VT training um, or VT lecturing, um, you would have new graduates saying, well, I'm, I'm doing private dentures. And VT and I go, oh, how, how many sets of dentures have you made? And they go, oh, four. Yeah. I go, that's not yeah, really yeah. that big a number to be not doing private really. dentures, is no. it? Um, and um, and so, so so the problem is they're hitting. I mean, I know this is an old cynical thing, but new graduates hitting the ground, you know, having done a handful of extractions yeah. at uni, you know, and and some some have done thirty and forty, but we were doing that a week. Yeah. You know, and and that's not. To say it was all great in my day, but we we did our hands were dirty. Well, this is this is the the same situation where they're they're struggling for endo cases in, in this one particular university, really struggling in that a number of them are likely to either have completed university without doing a single endo, a single molar endo, yeah, at least, um, or maybe have done yet yeah, one or two tops root treatments, full mm-hmm. stop. And what they've done is they've done that root treatment with a microscope. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, that's fine. But when you get to VT and when you get into the real world, how many? I remember, I remember six? coming into VT um, in 1997 from the hospital, and um, so let's appreciate this by saying I'm not a restorative dentist, never will be. But I came into my VT and I, and I was doing my presentation case, and I said my boss was there in the previous VT for the lunchtime, and I said, "Where is the baseball?" You know. Okay. And, oh, it was yeah. a big old laugh. Patting me on the back and with their heads up high, going, oh, 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 "Who is this guy?" And so, uh, and they were making gestures with their hands, like swiveling their yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The model saying, "There's your Facebook yeah, there." Yeah, yeah. So, so there's your dinner. And um, and so, um, this is the problem, is isn't it? Is that we train them to one level? Yeah. Although, but we don't because that's the only time they no, do it. But no, you train theoretically, them, theoretically train them to one theoretically level. train them to one level and ask them to operate at another. Yeah. That is not fair, is it? It's uh, it's it it really strikes at the heart of the problem that we've got at the moment. I think, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're pretending. Why don't we just train them to be um, UDA dentists? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, and with that, there's there's a little subsection there. Ending the climate of fear, the student engagement program. Ah. Um, our message is clear. No dental professional who understands their obligations to patients and the public and takes them seriously should have anything to fear from regulation. Great. So they're they're recognising that there's a climate of fear. They're recognising that um, students are being told that they're going to go out into this horrifically overly regulated problem and they're going to try and mitigate that. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. see. but, But isn't that... So clearly there is a climate of fear. Yeah. Otherwise, that statement would not be required. And here's a follow-up statement. In time, we hope that the only professionals who fear the GDC are those with genuine reason to do so. 
So that's suggesting that there are dentists who fear the GDC who don't have a reason to do so. Yep. At the Isn't that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that, so, that's, they're recognising that. Good. So why has that happened? That has happened because I would say of overzealous regulation and also us, us promoting that overzealous regulation. So we have shouted about it. Yes. Not, not in, in, in you know, reasonably so, I would say. But that, so the, 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 the overzealous regulation has got some airtime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has. And so you, would, you, could, you could hope that this response to that is as a result of some of the airtime that it has got. Mm. But the problem is that they need to acknowledge really, really openly what that damage is and what the culture of fear yeah does to patient care and this is the biggest issue because to me the the biggest issue because to deal with a practitioner who is good with a five-day ftp hearing that doesn't even get completed like the one we've discussed today which costs this amount of thousands of pounds right promotes the culture of fear Mm -hmm. and the culture of fear damages populations worth of patients so in trying to protect the one patient there or even the group of patients that that general dental practitioner looks after, the risk is they damage the care that every other patient in the country receives because of the climate of fear. I am told uh, one of the reasons why um, we have cases where um, bundles get confused or um, hearings get postponed for half a day because they've got been double booked, that kind of thing, partly is because you, when you're allocated a, say, case handler, you don't really get allocated a case handler yeah. because you don't. There's no one person that will follow that case from mm-hmm. beginning to end, um, and there's a lot of disorganisation in the process. Yeah, there's no. It will a case will get thrown from person to person to person to look at, mm-hmm. and there's no real joined up. Um, there's no simple way of going from following A to B to C to D in yeah. the case. And that's really bad. I mean, that's a fairly... If we ran our practice that way... We, we would be held to task. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we would say. be held to task. And and, and and I think that's right. And I mean, that, it, in, in the case that we were talking about today, which had all of those um, mistakes yeah. in it, the case started with me being appointed at the request of the registrant as the interim order supervisor for the case. With your history? I know. You fancy that. <laughs> Nobody checking that up. And um, although I'm sure I'm allowed to do that, surely, and um, not my place to, to check no, though. No. And um, <laughs> and um, I was sent then an email regarding the case with the wrong registrant's name on it. So very easy for me mm-hmm. to look at that email, take that other registrant's name and search it and find out information yeah. about the personal yeah, yeah. GDC case, which I didn't incidentally do. I immediately replied back to the GDC and said, I think you sent me the wrong email. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just an indication. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. were that the only error in that case, you could imagine that they're running at a 99% accuracy mm-hmm. rate. And then you hear the rest of the tales. You know, you hear of a patient who's been sent the wrong bundle. That is, I mean, that is horrendous levels of information is, about a dentist. Just, oh, it's horrific, isn't it? Right. And, and, um, and, and, and if I go back to my own case, I don't know what your experience was, but... Letters went to the wrong address, x-rays were lost, all sorts of stuff went wrong with that. And the reason that happened, and let's you know give them credit where credit's due, 
this is complicated, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's really yeah. complicated. It, and so so cut them a bit of slack, right? Cut the GDC a bit of slack because the process is complicated. But I'll tell you what's also complicated. Running a fucking dental practice yeah. is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Training dental patients is complicated. So cut us a bit of slack yes. in return. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, uh, the the number of errors, I think you listening to what people are saying is that there are significant errors in the vast majority of cases. And when you are publishing that additional document on data, yes, where is that data in that document? Where is your performance to your KPIs? publicly displayed where are your amount of case no no case to answers where are your amount of cases that are returned to case examiner that shouldn't have went to ftp so publish those as a benchmark and then improve them i'll tell you where they are they're being collated by dentists certainly the no case to answer ones are being really outside of the gdc exactly yeah and so when you're talking about course correction and our our embracing the concept of Mm. course correction to get to a better place that's how an organization, a forward-thinking organization, would course correct. And what I'd really like to do with this is I'd, I'd like to set up a meeting with the GDC. Mm-hmm. Um, one of us, both of us, whatever. Go down to uh, London, go down to Wimpole Street. We know where it is. Yeah. Um, Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I don't expect that we'll be able to talk with Dr. Moyes. Why? Because he's a busy no, man. He's, he's a public busy servant, though. No? Someone... In the GEC, we would really like to talk to you about this because, as I said before, I quite, I quite like this. Yeah. I thought the ideas that are in there are, are good, but um, I think sometimes the G, and not sometimes, a lot of the time, the GEC don't really understand the effect they have on the people they are overseeing. Yeah. So that will do us for this first part of a two-part special on the GDC's Moving Upstream document. We mean what we say when we'd really like to talk to the GDC, and the only way we think we can do that is by you sharing what we're doing. Spread the word on Facebook, on Twitter, and get in touch with the GDC directly if you want. Uh, There's a few hundred of you now listening to this, so altogether you should be able to make a difference. If you've got a question or comment for us or want to give us any kind of feedback, then there are loads of ways you can contact us. As usual, you can email us at info at incisivedecisive.com. We're on Twitter at IncisivePod and somewhere on Facebook as well. The second part of this episode is out to download now, so go over and listen to that. Our intro music is Grave Robert by Gallops. Listen to more of their music at gallopsgallops.com. That's it for this Incisive Decisive.